Hello, and welcome to the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. I will be your host today, Gary. I welcome you. I am joined by three other amazing hosts. Let's introduce them. Ben! Hello. How are you? Oh, someone, who's laughing in the background? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> ben, how are you? I'm not bad. How about you? I'm pretty good. How has the anime been for you this week? It's been pretty good. Um, I've been watching the Burutos. I've been watching the weekly anime. Um, yes. So yeah, it's been pretty good. I'm glad um, to hear. Him, no, I st- well, start, when I started watching JoJo, I felt like I've watched some of it before. Some of it felt familiar, but I guess so maybe I watched you... the first few episodes. Maybe, or you probably saw a bunch of gifs and turned it into an episode. No, I remember. Is this a JoJo <laughs> reference? <laughs> <laughs> JoJo is very gif friendly. Mimi. So. <laughs> yes. Mimi. I do not know this Mimi. Mimi, me. Well, as as you heard there, chuckles, Mr. Timothy Nunes. Hello. That was still funny. I welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> uh, welcome to my podcast. No, no. I welcome you. I welcome you. Welcome. I welcome you. So much hate. Tim. <laughs> Tim, I How welcome you. Been <gasps> oh, my God. It's been okay. To be fair, yeah. I had a jump start okay. on the on the anime, so that was it was easy. But yeah, just okay. Wow. Okay. Let's see how it is. <laughs> well, we didn't talk much this week, so it was only okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. you. And and returning, <gasps> the God Man himself, the Nightbringer, God Baka. Hello. There it is. Yes. Yes. That sounds wrong. That sounds like Chewbacca motorboating someone. (laughs) Yes. Even better. It is headcanon for Chili now. It's what. Like it's bad, man. It's what he and Han do when they're really bored on a speed run. Oh my god. But he he only takes twelve parsecs. Yeah, he only takes twelve parsecs. That you can't have parsecs without sex. Par. <laughs> Without par for the course, that's right. <laughs> par for that's the par sex. for the sex. Par means, <laughs> par means he hits just enough holes. There's the sticker. There's the first sticker. <laughs> Good night, folks. Dark quota, we're done. <laughs> you guys were just the worst. Oh, uh, yeah. you're the... ruining. Oh, are we the best? Happy day for me. Will you welcome us? I welcome you. (laughs) I can't. Yeah, I wasn't welcomed. I was just said to be here. You never welcomed Klaus, dude. He's got the god voice, and you're just like, whatever, Klaus, whatever. I kind of want to make. What are you talking about? I welcomed everybody. You know, when Dreams (laughs) comes out, I kind of want to make an NPC just just sits there and says, "I welcome you." (laughs) (laughs) Make him look like Chewbacca. Yeah, he just says, I welcome you. <laughs> we got to get, can we make recordings? Like, can we get a recording? Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, you can make your own music and everything. Well, no, they disabled that in the beta. Yeah, the, the betas was kind of limited, but uh, I, they're opening up, I think, yeah. all types. Like, the camera, the microphones, 
Well, oh, no, someone was abusing it with copyright stuff, it's, so that's why they removed it in the beta until they could fix some stuff. So, yeah, who knows that if could it's be actually... problematic. Well, already then. Dreams. This is the video game podcast. The, the, the great anime. Hey, it's <laughs> create anything you want, so technically you can make anime in it. That is true. You could do that. Oh, jeez. Um, already. Uh, I have a tiny bit of news Ooh. before we get into the weeklies. Um, it's somewhat been reported, uh, still rumored, that Funimation is going to be redubbing Brawley's voice for the Blu-ray release yeah. because of all the controversy going on with Vic Magnanga. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry for that. Uh, he's been accused he of a lot of... Sorry. Yeah. He doesn't deserve it? No. No, he or doesn't he deserve doesn't... an apology. That's what I meant. You apologize oh, for being recast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, lots of stuff coming out about him and yeah. sexual harassment claims and all that stuff with fans and even some of his co workers. He's mm. been, I guess, in a feud with Sean Chamel as well. Yeah. Um,. Who does the voice of Goku in the English dub? So, Funimation has said after the after the Brawley movie came out in theaters that they will no longer be working with him uh, on any future projects. And there's now these talks that they are redubbing the voice of Brawley, um, which to me isn't that big of a loss because he didn't really have too many lines of dialogue outside of screaming at everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm available Smash! if you need it, somebody. So, yeah, that'd yes. be amazing. I need Klaus's God voice. Yes, <laughs> I can do it. Yes, I did Smash! it. Oh my God, they should redub Zamazu now. Klaus's God voice. Say again. No, it's all right. Oh. <laughs> so that is happening. Um, a lot of angry people, a lot of people defending him. Obviously, he has a massive fan base. He's one of the most known voice actors in anime uh, for English dubs, so kind of yeah. sad news in a way. He also played uh, Alphonse Elric in Metal Alchemist and yeah. Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. You, I'm sure there's an anime that you love where he's been a voice in, so could be career ending for him. We'll see. We don't know. But Funimation will no longer be working with him on any dubs that they do, which is a lot of dubs. So, but yeah, just goes to show if you're an asshole, you're gonna, you know, it's gonna come around and bite you in the butt. Yep. Oh. What about you, Tim? What is your thoughts on that? Because you love Brawley, you love him. Very I, much. I love the way that. Broly is depicted, but so much of his depiction is created by those around him. So Vic's loss is not a big loss at all. The, yeah. the, the great thing about the Broly character in the movie wasn't his voice, but was the way he reacted around people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, he also commented while filming or recording mm -hmm. audio for Dragon Ball that he was not enjoying it because of all the screaming he had to do. Uh, well, welcome to Dragon Ball voice acting. 
Yeah, dude, what do you expect? That's what you do. <laughs> Screaming so, uh... in my Dragon Ball? <laughs> That's not my favorite Mass Effect. Uh, I don't think he plays Mass Effect, Ben. Uh, Monica Rial, Rial, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. She is the English voice of Bulma. Mm -hmm. She uh, released a statement about it. Uh, you can go read it on her Twitter if you'd like to. I'm sure you can find it online. It's a big statement that I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, but she, she tried to address it with him. He refused to really take her criticism of his behavior um but you know yeah go read that if you want to but people a lot of other voice actors that have worked with him have have been coming out and saying yeah that's pretty much how he was and they a lot of them don't even want to work with him anymore um kind of insane having, how having like, for a while tolerated it for so long because i've seen that a lot too it's like yeah we know what to expect when it comes to vic and but there's not much we can do and like yeah and it, it, i guess it's kind of one of those things like he's so high profile in the industry that he can kind of pretty much ruin your career if you speak out against him so a lot of people didn't what a wank yeah uh kotaku kotaku in their io9 section of their website did a fantastic feature about it uh i highly recommend you guys go read it there's a lot of interviews that they did with people who have accused them they try to reach out to him he obviously does not want to comment a lot about it um i highly recommend reading it though it is called uh one of anime's biggest voices accused of sexual harassment that's what the article is called but yeah, sad times because my friend Corey, he loves him. He's met him like four or five times since he's been to Utah here for, uh, I believe it's Anime Bonsai he showed up at. Um, so really sad. I know he's kind of depressed about it too. If, if it is true, of course. Um, it's not confirmed that it's true, but chances are it is. Well, we still have Steve Blum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Christopher Sabat. Yes. Pretty much Christopher mm. of everything now. He's still awesome. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the news there. So if you're getting the Dragon Ball Super Brawly movie coming out in April, I believe it is. I think so. Um, you may be hearing a different voice. Funimation hasn't announced it officially yet. So we'll see. We'll see Support what the new voice actor, everyone. <laughs> uh. Buy the movie. Buy the movie. Uh, just buy the movie in general. I'm gonna buy yeah. the movie, but I hope I kind of hope for a collector's edition. Oh my god, same. Even if it's just a steel tin, I'd like a steel tin version of it. I, I mean, if you buy it on the Funimation website, you get in America. A, a, you get a Goku in his winter suit standing. So I don't even know what dude, one of I want is. one of those coats. <laughs> you want one of those coats? Okay, yeah, dude. Collector, your collector edition is four hundred dollars. <laughs> Dude, I get a Super Saiyan coat. I, I'll, wait, what actually you don't know about it is when you like when you whip it off, you turn Super Saiyan God. Yeah. It's actually amazing. <laughs> you gotta it's get the it coat in. that holds the power. You have to get the pose correct, though. If you don't get the pose correct, it doesn't work. It's like the fusion dance. Well, duh, of course. <laughs> this is TBT, man. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, by the way, um, I heard that the original voice of the British Goku is going to be yeah. at Seacon this year. So, yeah. If you, if you want to meet the original big green dove version of Goku, he's going to be there. Oh, okay. 
I was thinking, <laughs> really? There's a there's a British there's a British voice cast? Yeah, the yes. big great dub. Quite. That threw me off for a second. Yeah, okay. The big great dub. No, don't do it. They ask for tea and scones quite frequently. Uh, that's all Goku, Goku drinks and eats. <laughs> Everyone makes fun of him because. More scones, please. Ten times crumpet, Kayak. <laughs> Ten times crumpet. <laughs> tea may have. Ben, did you just make fun of your own culture? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Coyote. Oh my Kayo god. What? Tea can. Okay. Wow. The special okay. beam, fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Stop right. it! Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Just a beam of fish with chips going around it. <laughs> Stop it! I got that image now. Like, oh my god. And it's awful because all the fish I'm seeing is just carp and bullheads just flying <laughs> at people. It's awful. Garbage fish. Thanks for that. Oh, Morris, you're welcome. I welcome you. I welcome you. <laughs> you know I'm going to name the podcast out this week, right? I welcome you. I welcome you. You're welcome that I, that I gave you guys that. Thank you for giving us memes. I knew it. I knew it would come out. Yes. Anyways, moving on. Weeklies. It's weekly time. Let's let's mix it up a little bit. Let's go talk about Naruto first this time. Or Boruto. Boruto. Sorry. No, let's go back and talk about Naruto. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's travel back in time. So let's see. This time three years ago, in in, in no. I don't even remember what was on. It was a long Anyways, time it was probably it was probably a filler episode. You mean kind of like what we had in Boruto <laughs> this week? To be fair, the last uh-huh. few episodes have been filler, which is, I actually like the filler almost as much as the seasons. I know that if sounds they're... weird, but I I, I, I like the. Um... Which one are you going to bring up, Tex? I didn't bring up the one with the. Um, gifts last time. You know the, fathers and daughters day, well fathers and kids. Uh, you mean Parent Child Day? Yeah, Parent Child Day. Yeah, because they they're on two epi- they're on their second episode uh, this week or yeah. the episode from this past Sunday yeah. um, was the second episode. Did you we didn't talk you didn't talk about the first one where they I didn't went talk after about the, first the uh... one either. No. Okay, so yeah, new filler arc um, started two weeks ago was uh, it's Parent Child Day in, in uh, Konoha. Uh, it's a new holiday that started by the Hokage Naruto. Yeah. To uh, kind of get families out there and uh, spending time together, hopefully raise spirits within the yeah. Hidden Leaf Village. Yeah. So the first episode was um, Naruto and uh, Himawari um, yeah. going out shopping because Himawari wanted this uh, amazing little uh, doll um, of the uh, Nine Tails. Yeah, something like Kuriyama Ku. Yeah, Kuriyama. Yeah, and uh, um, it was super limited edition, of course. Yeah. I think it was uh, it was a spinoff of, uh, or a spoof of a Hatchimal, because yeah. you you have to like hatch it out of an egg, and Ew. then uh, you get the, um, the the Kurama, and um, you have you to can feed, feed it, it and take pills. care of it, and yeah. I was I was hoping that there'd be like a little twist where you find out it's actually Choji's family that's making them. 
because Choji's family <laughs> makes the food pills and it's just deployed to have kids buy food pills. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Naruto was up all the night before yeah. uh, finishing plans for all of the food stands and yeah. security yeah. and all of that the behind the scenes stuff to get uh, the parents' child day festivities running smoothly. So he arrives home at like, you know, bright and early in the in the morning. Yeah. And uh, um, Himawari like, is. I know it sounds weird, but I guess about like six or seven, in the morning. Yeah. Well, Himawari was at the bottom of the stairs sleeping, was, waiting for uh, Naruto to show up. Yeah. Boruto had just walked out the door because he was now going to yeah. do, do his uh, daily training. Yeah. And he's like, Himawari waited for you, so you better make sure to. You know, well, I think that was a lie. He just knew that. Himawari is younger than him, so deserves a bit more time with his, her father. Yeah, he he felt you know a little bit upset. He wanted to have, hang out too, but yeah. like I said, he, he looks out for his sister. He loves yeah. his sister. He wants to make sure that she has a good day and he want, doesn't want to, her to have the same animosity that he has towards Naruto. Yeah. He's actually a really good big brother. He really is. Even though he's a little bit of a punk. So anyway, they go out. They, they try and... Uh, um, get one of these dolls, but there's huge lines everywhere. Yeah. Um, he's like, "Oh yeah, I got one. It was so easy. There were so many of them." And he pulls it out, and it's actually the the one tails. Yeah, Shikaku. <laughs> Which I found funny so because tired. it sounded like they're like, "Oh, that's the Chinese knockoff version." I'm like, "What?" They're like, "That's Man, the knockoff like, nine tails." I'm knockoff like, from the Hidden Sand version. Knockoff of Bukaki. Yeah, sure. Knockoff. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that would look like. <laughs> yeah. It looks like that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <it's> like this. <laughs> All right. So like, then they continue their search. Um, end up, uh, who was it that ended up getting one for them? Um, uh, well, Kiba. Does Kiba, fun. yeah. Kiba ended up finding one. With his or, little baby doggy as well. Uh, yeah. Um, Akamaru. 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 And then another, another little uh, uh, yeah, ninja hound. Yeah, it's like Akamaru or something like that. But um, anyway, Akamaru ha had gotten or had found one and had gotten it, was bringing it over, but uh, ended up getting swapped for a, a bag of uh, hamburgers. Which, to be fair, I've had that problem in real life. I'm like, oh my god, I bought a video game. Now it's a Why KFC. Why is there a hamburger in here? Now there's a KFC. Where did this come from? <laughs> but to be fair, um, he, uh, Akamaru didn't get fed that day. So he was a little hungry and a little oh. bit angry at um, Kiba. So they end up chasing after the person who had swapped the bags. Ended up being a um, a ninja who had was supposed to be out at uh, um, some uh, guard post on a on the border and was going to end up missing uh, Parent Child Day. And he ended up coming back in so he could get this for um, his son. And then they, this all goes down, and Naruto's like, um, "Yeah, you're gonna have to make sure that to show up tomorrow at the for uh, gate duty, yeah, gate guard duty instead of uh, um, going out to the borderland." And he was like, "Are you mad at me?" He's like, "Then he's like realizes no, he just said that you can now you know go home, spend the day with your your son, yeah. and then uh, go out and and stay in in Konoha instead of having to go far away for your next mission." So. Naruto nice. has a heart. And not only and, that, but um, Hima, Himawari, Himawari, Himawari gave her toy away to the kid because she sweet. Yep. She, instead, yeah. So they let yeah. them keep it. She already had the Shikaku. Yeah. 
and uh, she had gotten a couple of cute sunflowers yeah. from um, Eno. Eno, and, yeah, uh, and then she got uh, a little shuriken necklace yeah. from Ten Ten. Ten Ten. Um, so yeah, she got a lot of gifts anyway, and she was happy with what she got. And she had to spend all day with her daddy. Yeah, she was like, "You big the best Takage daddy," and he was like, "Oh." And it was all like, "Oh." So it was it was cute. And then, the the second episode we've gotten so far in this filler. Mm-hmm. Well, we, like I said, the hey, but uh, we haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So the second one goes, and it's um basically it's it's a very uh, um. Um, Choji and Chocho um, focused episode because it involves an eating contest. This is the best one. <laughs> Why don't you talk Cho-Cho. about this bit? Because because I know you how much you like Chocho and Choji. Uh, I don't rem- I don't remember watching this one actually. I rem- I watched the other one twice because I like him worry. So okay. Uh. Well, basically, um, it starts off. Um, with these people planning and scheming saying, Oh, this is, this person has to be stopped. You know, we, we can't have this happen again year after year, uh, ends up being the people, uh, who run the, uh, um, Ichiraku ramen shop. Um, they had put the prize up for the eating contest and they wanted to stop Choji from winning again. Cause it, oh, if, if he won happen. again, they'd, they'd go bankrupt from the winnings. <laughs> um, was well, so like they worried they, at one point because they gave, um, Naruto at all you can eat pass at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you don't give people like that or you can, it's like going, giving me an all you can eat pass. You just don't do it. Yeah, it's like if Nando's were to give you an all you can eat. Nando's would be bankrupt by the weekend. <laughs> I'd be just sat there until they closed. It's all you can eat, not eat all you can. Anyway, um, so. Um, we we see um, Choji and Chocho are entered in this contest as are um, um, Inojin and uh, Sai and uh, Shikadai and Shikamaru and who else of note? Uh, oh yeah, Rock Lee and Metal Lee are in it as well. And then uh, unfortunately, Metal Lee gets all nervous and he doesn't even get to take a first bite before they end up having to uh, um, put the broadcast on a um, technical difficulties because he threw up. Uh, Rock Lee's best boy. Yeah, but, but Metal Lee is a little bit uh, too nervous. So, But Rock Lee is awesome, yes. Um, so they end up, um, there's a new group in town that decided, or that are challenging Choji and uh, Chocho. And uh, they are the, they're, they're Glut and Ton. The gluttons. Man, what twists of names. What twist? Yeah, right? And so not only do they, are, are they, you know, big eaters, but they also have the advantage of, they were actually brought in by the owners of the, the ramen shop to uh, try and take the prize away. So that way, you know, they're not going to go bankrupt from, uh, Choji sitting in there and eating them out of all their profits. Mm. And basically it gets discovered at the end when uh, Boruto is walking back there um, and 
he discovers that all they've got all of these extra burgers from the part of the contest where they were supposed to eat this super uh, as many super spicy burgers as possible. You know, their chili specials. Yes. And I know you were probably just drooling over those chili. Yeah. And he takes a bite of one and uh, it's not spicy at all. And it says that it was for glut and ton. And then he sees a box that says special uh, bowls because the, um, the last, um, the finals had them eating bowls of uh, uh, red bean and mochi, I believe it was. Yeah. Where, uh, where the, where Chochi and Cho, Choji and Chocho had, you know, standard bowls that were standardly deep. The, um, the gluttons, their bowls were, the same size but they were only like about an inch deep so they were going through a lot more bowls a lot faster and as soon as that was found and they were discovered the um the lady who or the matron of the um company she cast a uh, ninjutsu of what was it an infinite uh, mochi <laughs> and caused all the mochi to expand and grow and continue to get bigger and bigger and they're like, oh my god, what are we going to do with all this mochi? And Choji used his uh, um, expansion jutsu, yeah. ate all the mochi, and then uses butterfly jutsu to uh, burn off all the calories. <laughs> uh, smart move. Good combo. Yes. I wish I could do that. I wish I could I do need, that I need, too. I need a butterfly jutsu. I, wanna, I like that, but it's one of the prettiest jutsus. Yes. And it's, 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 it's cool looking, and it's... Uh, Great for weight loss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chochi, Choji, and why well, don't I keep saying Chochi? I don't. Because Maybe it's a fusion words. of the two. Yes, Chochi. Chochi. We'll call them that. The Akamichis. Yeah. How's that? Um, win the contest and uh, all is well again. And there's, I believe, at least one more episode in this filler arc. Yeah, with Sasuke um, and um, Sarada. Yep, so that'll be an interesting uh, watch as well. Also, there's a, some innuendo at the end of this episode where it looks like Choji's packing. So, yeah. I must have missed that. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's right at the end of the episode and it's just like... It says something about, like, uh, it's not about the quality of the meat, it's about the size. And then she starts... Oh, my God, like, yes. When she asks about when they ask about Choji, she blushes. So yeah. I, I, as we know, he's using the partial expansion jutsu on part of his body. Oh my! <laughs> I knew it. The Naruto franchise is. Anyway, I I I'm in so far. I'm enjoying this filler arc much yeah. better than the one with the uh, um, the um, what do you call it? Where they were. Uh, on guard duty at the uh, um, studio. Oh yeah, that wasn't that good. Mainly that because it annoyed. It, it was horrible to the best girl, Chocho. Yeah. This one is better so far, but it's yeah. it's still filler. So yeah. I'm just wondering how long it's going to be until we start up again on the main storyline. Who knows? Alright. So yeah, that's, that's... Boruto for uh, the last two weeks. That's important. Did we skip last week's dailies? No, I we caught up to the previous ones. Because remember, we hadn't done it for a while, so. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. 
All right, well, uh, on to fairy tale then. I guess I'll take over for that one. Um, I know Klaus is further ahead than I am. Yeah, so I have fine. to remember what episode you're on now. Okay, right, so I am on the episode, uh, the last episode that I watched was uh, the one where they defeated Agile, uh, the sand guy um, with the big old cannon that blasted him out into space. Okay. Um, so was this episode the one where uh, um, here I'll, you tell me which one because I don't want to spoil anything for you okay so the episode that aired this week uh, so pretty much Lucy uh, found herself face to face with I believe I now know her name is Brandish uh, she is the member of the Strigan 12 that is able to shrink and enlarge anything that she wants so islands buildings whatever the hell she wants um, and she's about to fight her uh, and then uh, Kana shows up, and Kana is the tarot card uh, magic user. A really cool character. Um, not a lot of screen time in the past seasons, but she had her whole story arc that they that they dealt with a couple seasons ago, which was pretty nice. Uh, so her and Lucy were about to take on Brandish, only to find out that Brandish has severe allergies to pollen. And while she was sneezing up a storm, Kana just walked up and punched her in the back of the head, knocking her out. <laughs> yeah, which was which was kind of hilarious because Lucy was like, "Did that really just happen? She's so powerful." <laughs> and then Kana was like, "Well, she just left herself wide open." <laughs> um, so they knocked her out, and they are taking her back to the fairy tale guild hall, which I personally think is a bad idea because of what her power is. Um, and in a way, I feel like this is kind of a ploy on Brandish's part to get into the fairy tale guild secretly without having to really fight anybody but i guess i'll find out in the future um meanwhile the um what's it called freed who is uh kind of the the guy who's keeping up the shield around uh the city uh, protecting it from the invading forces um and he is about to come toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh one of the stricken 12 called wall and before Wall gets to him, he has to go through uh, Gray and Juvia and a couple of the other fairy tale members there. And he uses this robotic army to fight for him. And they think that it's going to be really easy, only to find out that their powers are pretty much useless to them, to these robots, because these robots are using the opposite powers against them. So they're essentially not just canceling them out, but they're also pretty much using their weaknesses against them. So obviously Gray's weakness will be fire and Juvia's, uh, we found out, is steam. And the reason these robots know their weaknesses is because Wall's special magic is he's able to read the weaknesses of anybody he fights and pretty much exploit it right away. So they are essentially useless against the enemies that they're fighting. And while... Gray and them are busy fighting these robots. Wall takes off to go uh, to the church where um, Freed is keeping up this barrier so he can take down the barrier so it's a lot easier for the invading forces to get in. Uh, as he arrives there, they find out that the Thunder Legion, uh, minus Loxus, who is holed up in the fairy tale guild, uh, waiting there for you know whatever mission he's going to be sent to by, um, what's her name, Mavis. Mavis on. So he's there, so the Thunder Region, uh, the three members of the Thunder Region are there to protect, well, the two members are there to protect Freed. 
Um, and as Wall arrives, uh, they find out that they are completely powerless against them because he, again, is able to read their weakness. Um, only right before they're kind of about to be taken out, uh, one of the best characters in the show, in my opinion, Ichia arrives. And Ichia is the head of the Blue Pegasus Guild. And he is not the brightest tool in the shed, but he provides a lot of comic relief. Um, he arrives and Wald decides to scan him to see what his weakness is, only to find out that he has never seen a wizard with as many weaknesses as Ichia has. <laughs> um, and it dumbfounds him because he doesn't know which weakness to use against him to take him out. So Ichia decides to use uh, an electric attack on Wall because Wall is a robot and he thinks that, you know, he can fry his circuits. But Wall explains to them that before he can, you know, fight anybody, he had to remove his own weaknesses. Um, so he essentially found a way to bypass his electrical weakness and harness it to become more powerful. So as Ichia blasts him with electrical powers, he got more powerful and he just decided that instead of really worrying about Ichia, he just pretty much kicked him one time and then punched him a few times when he was down to, to kind of essentially knock him out. Um, and, you know, they, they, they try to like form a team to take down the wall, uh, but because of his ability to know their weaknesses, it's very hard for them. But right at the nick of time, Gray and Juvia discover that instead of fighting the robots that they're supposed to be fighting, they switched they switched it up. So Gray decided to attack the robot who had the weakness against Juvia, and Juvia attacked the robot that had the, the fire prowess against Gray. And that was kind of the weaknesses that they discovered. And it's what they told them to, to do against uh wall and once they discovered that and decided to work as a team they were able to defeat wall pretty pretty easily and we also found out that freed through all his training had acquired this incredibly badass transformation for that he used to defeat wall um but right before uh they they could celebrate in victory wall had one final move where he pretty much self-destructed and right before he self-destructed, the Thunder Legion jumped in to save Ichia's life, uh, knocking themselves out, essentially, and the barrier at that point had disappeared. Which, uh, at this point, we find out that Wall wasn't actually, you know, a member of the Spriggan 12. He was a robot being controlled by somebody else. Uh, the real, true member, whose name is also Wall, um, he was on a ship in the Navy fleet, or the Navy, pretty much moving in from, I believe it's the east side? I'm not sure 100% from which side they're moving in, but they, they're slowly moving into to the battle. And He's Wall... What was that? He's in the south. From the south, okay. <clears throat> and Wall... He's able to pretty much create this mechanical cannon like, out of thin air because I guess his power is to create machines. And he blasts this massive energy wave 
uh, at the uh, fairy tale guild, hoping to kill everybody there. And I believe they said it's like something like 60 kilometers away, and like nobody can make that shot. But he tries it. And because there's no barrier to stop it now, they find out that this big energy blast is coming for them. They start freaking out. And that's when Ichia flies in on his precious Christina ship that um, they used to rescue uh, Makarov from, from, from prison when he was, being, when he was captured. Um, he sacrifices that to take the blast of the cannon, uh, essentially destroying the ship. And then he brings out a call to every fairy tale guild in in the land to come and help fight these invading forces. Every fairy tale guild, huh? Oh, sorry, every guild. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fairy tale, come help fairy tale. No, every guild to come help fairy tale. Which I, I was under the assumption they were supposed to be coming anyway, because Magnolia is being invaded. But I guess they're just doing their own thing until Ichi has sent out this distress signal to, to pretty much bring everybody to Magnolia to, to help fight uh, Alvarez's invading forces. Um, also, in this episode, we saw uh, Natsu and uh, Gajio. They defeated the, um, the, the flying, the, 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 the big flying ships. I don't remember what their uh, team was called there. They were being led by Agio. They, they finally defeated everybody, and all the ground forces were defeated as well. Um, Natsu ran in, and he saved uh, Urza as she was falling from the sky because the, the ship she was on was destroyed. Uh, Urza right now is kind of out of the fight because it drained so much of her power fighting Agil. Um So, yeah, uh, right now it's kind of, you know, everything's calmed down a little bit since the invading forces have been repelled. Obviously, the Navy fleet is moving in, and we also find out, found out that, um, what's his name? The leader of the Alvarez forces. Zeref? Yes, Zeref. He did not underestimate Fairy Tail, even though he knew this friggin' 12 infinitely more powerful. Um, he didn't send just a few. He sent his entire force there knowing because he knew just how powerful, you know, the forces they're going up against really are. Yep, they um, may have stopped three, but there are nine more coming from three different sides. There are, yeah, there's a lot more coming than... It, it was kind of the big thing at the start of, the, of this big conflict where, like, they're sending, you know, three of them. We only thought they're only going to send one. And it's getting pretty, pretty hectic now, so... <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, that was uh, this episode. Um, I'm again, I'm really enjoying the season so far. It's letting a lot of the the secondary and third characters shine in this war because it's not really all on Natsu. Actually, Natsu has kind of been in the back burner for the last few episodes here, so it hasn't really been about him. It's been about everybody else, and I'm enjoying it. Again, I'm really enjoying the season. I can't wait to see where it's heading. So. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff coming yet. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm very happy about it. You're gonna really enjoy the next episode. Uh, yeah, I saw the preview. Natsu's going into to take on Zeref now. So, in the preview episode, so I'm I'm very excited. Can't wait for this fight. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that was uh, the episode of Fairy Tale.
Yeah, I guess uh, it's JoJo time, right? Ben? Uh, yeah, JoJo? JoJo time. JoJo! JoJo! JoJo. Timothy Noons. Hmm. What up? It's JoJo time, baby. Are you ready? Am I ready? <laughs> Is your body ready? Um, Dude, before we start with JoJo, though, I want to say the JoJo that we all watched, or some of us are still watching, um, is not the JoJo that everybody sees every day. <laughs> um, that JoJo is season two, pretty much, or season three, if you really want to get into the details there, um, yeah. which I thought was really cool. I love the way they did it. We got a backstory, a very long backstory, 26 episode backstory, before we got to modern day JoJo and where JoJo is right now. But please, Tim, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, your recommendation. Take it away. Uh, well, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great episode, guys. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. What do you guys think? Uh, 10 out of 10? Cool. Okay, let's go. Um, I don't know. I never know how to lead into this kind of stuff. Uh, but Well, what made you want to, everybody to watch it? A bit of peer pressure, <laughs> um, <laughs> but mostly um, it's something I've been trying to consume uh, for the last year or two, and you know, it's just because it's everywhere and everyone talks about it, and you know, I see it all over on YouTube channels and memes and things like that. Like, why you should watch JoJo's, and like, I got my first glimpse, I think, about a year and a half ago on um, Super Eye Patch Wolf's page. Uh, YouTube channel, and he talked about the like you mentioned, Gary. You talked about uh, Jotaro, which is the the grandson of Joseph Jones of uh, Jonathan Joestar, like the very first JoJo. And like some of the stuff that I saw in there, I'm like, wow, this is cool shit. Like I love this art style. I love the distortion of colors. I love just the the articulation of imagery. I really just love everything about what's going on and. Um, even, you know, without, even without context, it was interesting to me. So I wanted to just dig into it and, you know, life choices and, um, backlogs and, um, clinical depression, you know, just random things getting in the way. Uh, I just kept putting it off and kept putting it off and kept putting it off. And, uh, just recently I, you know, I have all this, I have a lot of time on my hands right now between jobs and. I finally dug into it. I kind of just stopped everything else and I dug into JoJo's. It's like, but I thought, well, I'm really into it. Why the hell not? Why not, you know, bring it to the attention of the group and see what they think. Um, but yeah, like the premise of what we experienced in this first quote, in this first season, I, I like to think of it in like two parts is you have Jonathan Joestar from um, mid 19th century, uh, the beginning of the legacy of the Joestar family. Um, I believe then, it was well, it was like 1883. Yeah, I think 19th, it starts. Yeah, yeah, 19th century. Yeah, <laughs> you said mid 19th century. That's like end of the. Oh, 19th. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Sorry, continue. Um, and his relationship with Dio. And where Dio comes from, and I think what 
you know, it, the, the general premise of JoJo's is like, like, you know, it's generally is Jotaro, you know, the, the one with the, the hair that melds into his hat and the, the long school coat, you know, like that's the, that's basically the face of JoJo's. And I think what makes the series cool is that like you kind of go in with that expectation, but then you have to start, if you want to start from the beginning, you get the foundation, like the, the, the legacy of the Joestar name before you get to him. It's not just so much about him. And I think that's cool. And I, I'm at that point now going and consuming Jotaro's content. And I don't know. I, I, it's also like a personal motive with this is that I really enjoy, like if I find a creator, like a concept I really like, I love to just immerse myself in that creator's entire realm of content. So it's been cool seeing him start from the beginning because this is his like first major project on his own and, you know, like as the head. And, or no, I think I'm wrong. No. Anyway, um, yeah, I think I'm wrong. Um, but no, yeah, yeah. Jo- JoJo, I believe, began in 1989. Yeah, it's been around a long time. Um, I think it's like the longest running in terms of time. It's not obviously the longest, but like in terms of actual content, but the longest running in terms of time. Yeah, let me see here. 1987, January 1st, 1987. Is the first issue of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure came out. Wow, JoJo's is two months older than I am. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, um, that's ultimately the meat and potatoes of it. Um, I think what is what makes it special for me is that, like, it ends up starting kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, kind of, like, almost overacted Shakespearean, uh, and then it kind of grows into a more um, contemporary style, uh, and I really dig that, like, that that level of... of uh, I don't know if it was intention or not, but I love that level of creativity, like how each season has, you know, there's an overarching sense of plot, but within each season or each part of season, there's this, um, there's this differentiation in style, and I think that's just super cool. While it never, like, reaches too far away from the subject matter, I think it's, it's really well put together, all in all, and I'm just super into it. Like, it has flaws and things like that, and I won't go into all those. So that's kind of like the point of the discussion. <laughs> but as a concept, I'm really into it. I really dig it. Can we start off um, about how amazing the intro is? Dude, preach. Oh, the, the, the CG intro that Tim hates CG all the time? But... Dude, no, dude. Like, good, <laughs> C- good CG is pure fire, man. I like the fact that the, good especially for the, the other, what I like to call the first season, it, the yep. intro kind of it helps you keep up. Oh if you yeah. Watch it. it. Actually, pretty much shows the key points of what happened without spoiling it. It seems to show the key points. It's mm-hmm. really well done. Yeah, especially well, for something that was uh, yeah. produced in 2012. Yeah. Hashtag. And you talk about the intro. I wanted to say something about the outro. Oh. The outro. The song roundabout. One of the most I perfect guess. songs I have ever seen for an anime. Like See, the actually... way it leads into the song at like in at the end. Like yep. it starts the song like a little bit before the actual credits start rolling. Yep. And then like yeah. it starts kicking off like really fast. 
I freaking love it so goddamn much. I, I, I watch I, the outro all the time. I prefer the intro song. song. I actually prefer the intro song to the outro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have that outro in my head all the time, <laughs> yeah. all the time. So so well done. And I actually read up on it. The creator loved that song so much growing up that he pretty much said that if there is an anime of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, that is the song that he wants in the anime. Oh yeah. Like either beginning end, it doesn't matter. He wanted that song. Like, that's literally, like, in the contract, I guess, of what he wanted for an anime of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And they got it. <laughs> it's like, if you're Which making cool. my animes, it's got to have this song. And I think what um, makes the... Like, there's a level of thought that goes into the intro and outro as well. Like, it's on, based on timing. Like, if, if the yeah. episode is going to be more uh, suspenseful, they mm -hmm. just have the intro at the beginning. Like, the very beginning. There's no, like... Yeah introduction scene it's just the intro and then it goes through the episode and it and and you know conversely at the end if it's a serious episode they don't start that song until well after the last scene is done yeah. like because because that's supposed to be kind of like a light-hearted move into the end but if it's a serious moment yeah. they never take away from it with the ending yeah, yeah with the and ending they'll also use and... different parts of the song depending yeah. on on the tone of the episode yep, yep. it's it's masterfully Very... done Yep, they put a lot of there, there's so much love in yeah. this show. Like mistakes, you know, like issues, whatever. Like there's so much love put into the show. Like yeah. the the, the adaptation my, is great. My favorite use of that song was uh, the episode right before Zeppeli goes to fight. You know, in his final fight, mm -hmm. um, and he, like he realizes this is the moment that the guy foretold of his death, and you hear like you know the soul guitar part of the song. And then, like, it stops, and, like, there's a picture frame, and he, like, throws his cape, and then, like, the song starts kicking off right there. I fucking love that moment so much. <laughs> and that was a perfect, perfect timing of that song to kick in right as that scene ended. Um, but, yeah, sorry, you were talking about the intro and outro, Ben. Before oh, no, I, I just wanted to make sure we didn't forget it, because the, it was so good. The intro was just, ah. Oh. Mm. I, I yeah, like the and, switch and, of the art styles as well because it goes into like what I would love to see Jump Force to look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, a game that looked like that, I would never play anything else. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? The bit where is they're, they're on the stairs. That yep. bit. I do. Oh. Mm. And it's cool because like later on in the season, you see like the color palette changes completely too for a lot yeah. of the scenes. Yeah. And, like, sometimes when it happened, they did it so subtly where, like, everything looked normal, but one of the characters' hair was different, and I'm like, did he transform? <laughs> like, I don't... Why is his hair different, but everything else looks exactly the Jojo same? Jojo Blue! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cool. The, the, the random color palette changes, yeah. Super well, Sendo... Sendo... Jojo... It seems like a lot of those uh, palette swaps had to do with whether they were inner monologuing, if yeah. they were on a flashback scene, if if they were you know direct contact, uh, um, like direct conversation with uh, one of the enemies, if they're planning, scheming. So it, it really kind of it gave it a lot more depth instead of just seeing you know everything looking the exact same. And initially, I thought it was a little bit distracting, but as you get used to it throughout the episodes, it, you start 
kind of it it just kind of disappears and it yeah. just becomes a, a part and, and, a, and a perfect flow and it's it's just so weird to explain but yeah yeah and and you mentioned a lot of you know the show has mistakes and problems and stuff like that it really does but the difference here between like this and other animes that have those same mistakes is i didn't care yep <laughs> Tim, you're going to say that you don't because... care right now. <laughs> no, it's, it's because, like, the show itself doesn't take itself incredibly serious with, obviously, its dialogue and its voice acting. But even though there's a lot of serious moments in it, like, I can't get mad or angry about these faults because I, I don't want to say I just brush it off as, oh, that's just JoJo's. Like, I just didn't care that there were mistakes because I it just was, felt like that's the kind of anime it is. It was basically the anime equivalent of a, a actor coming on stage and being so cheesy, he pretty much eats the scene. Yeah, you know, you know that phrase <laughs> where he just eats the stage with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and what and it like, felt you, like you noticed a lot of them. Like I noticed how like when Zeppeli shows up for the first time and he starts teaching him about Hamon, and he specifically mentions like that's what he named it himself. Like, he yeah. just made up the name Hamon. But you then, later on, like, these ancient beings of 3,000 years old also call it Hamon. It's like, yeah. what? Uh, Hamon used us clan. Yeah, Hamon used us clan. Zeppeli just made that up, like, 30 years ago. What the hell? I, I, shall call it, a a, I am clan. having a ham sandwich. I shall call it Hamon. Hamon, ham my bread. Ha ha. Ha ha. What a what a pretentious dickhole! Like he's like, man, I'm the only I'm the only Hamon user left. I'm gonna say I created it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no one around to prove you wrong. Yeah, it, it's like stuff like that. But I I didn't care. I noticed it, but I just didn't care. You know, and yeah, it's yeah. just it, it's like and the voice acting, like the voice acting is so out there. It's like something that was dubbed in like the '80s. Like an eighties anime dumb like it's it's essentially really bad. But again, it just works so well for this show that I couldn't I couldn't watch the show if it was super serious. It's very right. anime. I know it's an anime, oh, but you oh, know yeah. what I mean. It's, it's very, very anime. anime. It's an anime's anime. It's that uh, that anime where you go, Oh, that's anime. So that's where that started. Okay. <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah, to and- me. It really feels it goes like... down to everything. It's like you know how they have to tell you exactly what they're about to do, yeah, or as they're doing it, and Over they name all their moves. Yeah, it's and... very anime. <laughs> yeah, the names is Speedwagon. When I heard that name, I almost died. Yeah, like, S- is it really how about, Speedwagon? How about Master SCDC? Yeah, yeah. Yep. fantastic. Or um, after a band, cars, or, or, or... plainly cars. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it's not just the idea bag, because you got Dio as well. Master, you know, yeah. Dio. And, and there's Master Ton Petty. Yeah. Yep. And his Heartbreakers, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Good reference. Yeah, everything, it's like the creator like loves, you know, obviously music, as we noticed with you know the, the, the outro yeah. song and he wanted that, the name of the characters. It's almost as if he made an anime that was based on crazy drug-filled rock and roll song no that's basically what it was i mean <laughs> it seems like all, all of his characters are named after amazing bands in the 70s and he can't mm-hmm. really there was even yeah. there was even loggins and messina yeah. the, the the two uh um teachers 
Oh yeah. So like I said, it's it's just peppered throughout it. I'm assuming like I said, I've only watched the first twenty four episodes now. Oh, don't worry, I'm um, on sixteen, but I'm so <laughs> that the series is uh just chock full of even more. Yeah. But when I when I first saw that there was a, a Richard EO Speedwagon or something like that. <laughs> you <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, are we seriously going there? It went there. Yep. That was that was at the point where I was I was still on the fence on whether I liked the show or not. Yeah. It, it took probably about six or seven episodes for me to really get into it. You know, once yep. they got to the uh, the mask part, that's when it just started getting over the top and goofy. And yeah. Tim, you said that a lot of us probably won't like the you know the first half of the first season. Yeah, I actually loved it. Yeah, I, I loved... enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved I Zeppelin's character. I loved as much, like, what was so great about Dio is one of those things where, like, they made you hate that character so much and all the shit that he did. Like, I literally despised every time he was on the scene. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I hope somebody kills you right now. And they did such a good job because they just made him a complete and utter douchebag. It's like one of those people that you, like, you just really just want to punch in the face every time you see them. Like, but it, he like was also... Political. It was wow. just so anime as well, though. Especially with like, aha, I have stabbed you, but no, I bite. It's like, you have beaten him, yay! But no, you have not, because you have frozen me. But oh no, you have beaten him! Uh-huh. Yes, and that was one thing I hated the most. Is like, they never could kill him. Like, every time he just survived somehow. Yeah. I was like, god damn it. And blasts <laughs> off again! Me off. It pissed um, me off so much. Yeah. Gary, how badly do you want spoilers? Let me guess he comes uh, back. No, no, no I, I already know because I watched... Okay, I watched the original OVA series from 93. That was my introduction to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And that started uh, the JoJo that you... that That's, you know, Jotaro with the hat and everything. Oh, shit. So I, I know about the spoilers um, because it was in the OVA. <laughs> but... See, I was taken aback when, you know, Dio appeared in um, so long ago. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, he has the mask, so it probably explains everything that happens way He's in the future. Vampire! Yeah, and that's the thing also, like, I really, I was really sad that they kind of went away from the vampire thing yeah. in the second half of the season. In fact, I loved, that's there's one scene that I remember that I loved, where it's like, um, they're like, and Germans have taken him. And then Judge was like, oh, Germans again? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about how they made the Nazis the good guy? Yeah. You know, I had like, – that was a very interesting <laughs> section, like that second half. Yeah. It's, that, it's, that, it's that peculiar dichotomy. It's like, yeah. we're really yeah, working with a Nazi? <laughs> the Joseph Newstart portion of it? Yeah. yeah. And it's like they – are actually trying to stop the evil instead of trying to harness its power. Like, they tried at first, but then they're like, oh, shit, we can't do this, so let's try to destroy it instead. It's like you start cheering for the Nazis in a way. It's like, and I got to say, what's what's the Nazi guy's name? I always forget it. Von... God damn it. The, the, the Von, Von, Von Strahheim. I freaking loved his character. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely loved his character. I think like, the way that the they fake handled... German accent just killed him. I was like, oh my god, more. I know, I think the way they handled him is 
um, thoughtful as well because, like, in terms of writing, because they don't ever romanticize Nazism, no. but they they romanticize him as a person. They romanticize him his love of his country. Yeah, not the fact not that they're Nazis, the that but just Nazi. the fact that he loves yeah. Germany. Yes, German science is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not even that. That's pretty much what he sounds like. So. Oh, yeah. that's true. Well, I I watched the uh, the um the subbed version, but I can just imagine. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I watched his, both. His voice acting fantastic. Yeah, I watched both. You remember the... them, and yeah, the dub version is 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 just great. Yeah, you remember the the Russian accents in um, um, Yuri on Ice. Yeah, it's a, it's a that caliber. Yeah, that was good as well, though. I like that. <laughs> so that caliber. You will be experimented on. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that stupid anime laugh. It's like, how, how could he hear us? He can't hear us. Oh shit! There's the vents. Okay, okay, The vents. But yeah, um, no, um, yeah. So I, I actually enjoyed the pre, pre-show, like pre-show. Goddamn it, the, the first half of it. Yeah, from the 1880s. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Um. In a way, I actually enjoyed it a bit more because it it, it struck it was structured more around Dio and Joseph's rivalry, and yeah. whereas the second half of the season was more trying to save the world from those instead. pillar men. The pillar men. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Who I thought were great characters. Yeah. Yeah. Except except for the last one who just irritated me because they branded him in a specific way and then they changed it and it took it all away. And I was like, God damn it. And it's again another fantastic way in my opinion of the writing that they did. Uh for the characters where like you you know they're bad guys, but you kind of feel like they're honorable. But then when yeah. This one does what he does, and you're just like, "Son of a bitch! I hope you die." Especially the what, yeah, the so. group of three of them that w- awaken, where they could uh-huh. have killed him, but that they're like, "You'll have a long life. You have a short life to live anyway. Just go get stronger." Mm. Yeah. It felt very DBZ. Hashtag. <laughs> it was more deep. It's 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 anime. I know this uh, Dragon Ball's anime, but it's anime Dragon Ball where it's like. It's like it's Dragon Ball. No, it's, if Dragon Ball actually said it. Yeah, it's it's like the whole thing. You're not worth my time, so you just you just go off, and then this person ends up going off and getting stronger, then comes up yeah. back and kicks their ass. But rather than it's exactly just, what this, what happened here. Yeah, but rather than just doing that, they say that they're doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And now I go now because I want you to get stronger. Bye. Well, <laughs> Jojo, days. Jojo was trying to weasel his way out of it and trying, you know, yeah. just escape. Yeah. But then yeah. he ended up getting those uh, um, yeah. little rings put around his yeah. windpipe yeah. and his aorta. You know, that was yeah. we're gonna dissolve and kill him if he didn't beat them. Yeah. In five minutes. You know what's really funny? Like they would have dissolved and kill him, but when he once he took the antidote, they dissolved. Yeah, <laughs> they still dissolved. Well, they dissolved, but they were also anti and you know anti poison. So yeah, but it's anime. Anime is it's magical. Anime. 
Plot armor. Plot narjutsu. Now, like that's one thing I want to talk effective. about in comparison between the two, is like you have Jonathan, you know, like the the over the top like knight in shining armor character, yeah. and then you have Joseph, who's the the more modernistic, I do what I want, I, it's my own terms kind of character, and a little yeah. bit of a womanizer. Oh, dude. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> I mean, he's and, probably nowhere near as bad as as some of the others, but still, it's yeah. it's a, a huge step up for, compared to. Was it? Watch quick. The other guy that's no the um, speed guy, a bit more womanizing. Speedwagon. Speed Mario Speedwagon basically yeah. turned into a eunuch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he basically turned into a eunuch. Well, he <laughs> he got rich, so. Yeah, yeah it, but he never like. Got, he never got into another relationship. Sure. He never went out. The other thing about him. that character, that they, the other character that he met to train by, I don't remember who the name was. Because he was in the restaurant. Was yeah, I remember in the restaurant scene where he meets them and he's flying with them and he's like, aha, I will throw these things at you. And then he's like, he used Hammond to reflect it back. Oh, yeah. Uh, the That scene destroyed me. Okay, when yeah. I... Uh, okay, uh, when I first, because I, I read the manga first before I saw this scene, and yeah. I was reading this scene. He's like, "Oh, whatever," and he's he's really gonna try to stab him with noodles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he shoots these noodles, and I see the noodles get shot back to him. I'm, I'm losing yeah. it already, and I flip the page, and he he sucks the noodles out of the wine yeah. glass. Like, and I had already lost my shit at that point, so yeah. I was literally on the floor. I showed Crystal and. She about lost her shit. Mm-hmm. So when I finally went to watch it again, she walked downstairs to see that scene start. She went, oh, is it this scene with the spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> why is I my spaghetti black? Shit. Yeah, why is it black? But, is it, uh... Did you put ink in it? Well, yeah, but it's fancy ink. Oh, sweet! <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, they, to go into this thing again, like, uh, you know, you have the, the knight in shining armor character, so he's very, like, chauvinist. Not chauvinistic. He's very, like... Um, 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 I gotta get the right word. Yes, thank you. It's in the same kind of sound patterns. Uh, he's very chivalrous, you know, very none of himself. He's for everyone else. He's, yeah. he's of the people. Um, but it makes him a very, um, um, singular character. Like, he's yeah. very just isolated in, in everything and, uh, straightforward and kind of just, like, a, a, I don't know, like a one beat kind of character. Uh, kind of distant you know like nobody really is like that and if they are nobody likes them you know it's just you know, yeah. it is. um but you come across somebody like joseph joestar who's charismatic and always you know like he's super confident and always pl- and playing the world based on his terms and even predicting mm-hmm. it you know like with just uh sleight of hand and things like that it it has a different energy and it kind of makes him more likable I know you would look at you would shoot me again at that same spot. So I stood next to a mirror to reflect it back at you. Ah, ha nah. <laughs> you know what's funny? You say you like him, but you don't see the comparison of him and the character you hate the most in Dragon Ball. Yamcha. Uh, compared. Are you I, really going to compare Joseph Joestar to Yamcha? The original <laughs> Dragon Ball Yamcha was just like him. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Go watch it again. No. Gary, that's your bias showing. Oh, it's my Yamcha. God. <laughs> yeah, Yamcha sucks, dude. Uh. <laughs> I'm not saying Yamcha sucks, but... 
I am. Yeah, I'm just yeah, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think you guys need to go back and watch it. You'll see what I'm talking about. I've I think I need to actually watch it. Yeah, yeah. you should actually you watch should it. You should watch the original <laughs> Dragon Ball. It's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Yamcha. Yamcha has one cool seat. Yamcha wins one battle. And that's about it. In the entire run. Yeah. I'm talking about his attitude. What? Scared of winning? Not him winning all the time. Oh my god. I know, how, I know how he is when he, you know, he first comes across him and gets him trapped in that sinkhole. He, a trap door. That trap hole. Yeah. But then he loses his shit because Bulma's a girl. Yeah, Bulma's got boobies. He's, oh no, boobs! <laughs> Which is already the first, you know, lack of comparison between the two characters. Mm. Wow. Man, I, I didn't think we'd ever get a, a comparison between Yamcha and Jojo, but here we go. Yeah. Is that a, is that a Jojo reference? So can a Cyberman beat Dio? I doubt it. <laughs> Even if he floats. I mean, it's a it's one side I mean, man is one rabbit, so if he can find a way to get out of out of uh, a lava eruption, I'm pretty sure he could get away from a Cyberman. <laughs> True, probably. Uh, but and I I bring this up because it's it was a good talking point and it kind of really put words into the the things I was thinking at the time. When Crystal, because Crystal watched it with me, and she kind of had trouble with the first half, you know, just because of it being kind of stilted and um, stilted in its delivery, and kind of just an, not as personal. It's a bit slow. Um, yeah, that doesn't help either. It's, no, it's it's. Uh, I should say it's slow but fast because it's like it's really slow, cool. but at the same time, it te- no, but it, then it tells you everything that's happened, like instantly. Yeah, it's like. Uh, uh, it keeps its own pace, but it helps you keep on pace. Yeah, I know um, you'd say that. But once, but once we got to ah, hold on, <laughs> is, that, is that a JoJo reference? <laughs> but once we got to Joseph, like the fir- like after the first episode, yeah. she said, "Okay, I like Joseph a lot more because of this." And she just went on, like basically the things I said. I like his Tommy and... gun. Oh. <laughs> Where did he get that? I don't know. Where did he hide? Pull that from? From his butt. Uh, it's the same way. It's the same place that Snake hides his guns. Yeah, from his butt. His butt. <laughs> yeah, like all the fight scenes for him though, were just so perfectly designed for him to get out of these impossible situations. And it's like it gets so ridiculous at some parts where he's like. I'm thinking ahead of you, and then I was like, "No, I'm thinking ahead of you twice." And he's like, "I already have thought way farther ahead than you." <laughs> he's like, I have thought of so far ahead of you that I've thought of ahead. Like, like five ahead steps of ahead of like, if I do this, he'll do this, and he'll do that, and then I'll catch him with this instead. It's like, what the hell is going on half of the time? <laughs> I think that shit is so cool though, because there's no way I could think like that. But like, I think I. I really got a fondness for his style when he was fighting. Um, I think it was cars uh, when he when they were st- when they were walking on those um, those spikes. They were fighting on top of those spikes, and he had. That's su- ACDC. Would... Okay, yes. thank you. And he's fighting ECDC, and he put um, he had you know unwoven his his beanie to have this string of stuff you know un- interlaced within the stuff so that he could trap him eventually and. 
I think the, the, the coolest part about that whole thing is that he compensated with slip knots in just how he laid it and interlaced his weaving so that they could be cut and still do the job. I, that was like next level. And did you say mm. slip knots? <laughs> I don't know what kind of knots they were, but they're like they 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 tend they they become knots when they get tensed when they get pulled taut. Well, no. Well, the way he designed it was yeah. he, he designed it so knowing that ACDC would be able to see what he's doing. So when ACDC would cut the knot, the 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 thread. Mm -hmm. He had tied it in a way where even though he cut it, it'd still be connected to each other from a different angle. Yeah. yeah. So like when it yeah. pulled, they would Cross still stitching. They would still knot up and yeah. Yeah. It's basically like it's basically technique and knitting. Yeah. <laughs> I know because I, I took home I took home economics. I know how to knit. I actually just learned in the last week and or so. I'm pretty sure Jojo never went to knit yet, so somehow he knew how to do it. But look at him. <laughs> He can do whatever the hell he wants, he's man. Jojo. He's, he's... Well, yeah, he knew he's how to unknit. Ha-ha! Yeah. yeah, he unknitted it, so he knew how to put it back together again. Yep. Science! Oh, one, thing, one thing I was sad about was um, I felt like they got rid of straight so too quickly. Um, I would have liked if he stuck around for so. Yeah. yeah. Probably even maybe helping them at the end. Because Strazo even knew like the dangers that the Pillar Man held. Like he even warned Jojo about them and how he himself was actually afraid of what happened if they awoke. Um, I think it would have been cool to to have, you know, Strazo as like the third guy uh, between him and Zeppoli, um, kind of take on you know this trio of Pillar Men. Yeah, but then how would uh, then Lisa Lisa would be left out in the cold? Yeah, but Lisa Lisa really wasn't there to fight until the very end. There's um, a reason, though. Well, we yeah, there is a the reason. No, no, I understand that, but I just I just feel like Straight So's character, he went from you know being this cool go good guy, you know, in the past, and then just randomly became evil because he didn't want to age him. I think they could have kept him around for a bit longer because I just thought he was a cool character, personally. And he obviously That's... cared about Jojo. He cared about him to the end, even though he knew he had to kill him. That is one thing I appreciate about this show, though, is that they're not, it's not afraid to kill off characters that it creates. Like, not all of them, right? Because, you know, like, the Jojos are going to have plot armor for as long as it needs to, but. Like yeah, even, until the end of the series, uh, end of the season. Well, yeah, but even you know, Jonathan Joestar died. Like yeah. that was the first Joestar. He died. So like the, the when you see the ma the first main character die, you know that there's a potential that you know the next one could die. Oh man, that shit pissed me off so bad. <laughs> like the Dio's head is essentially more dangerous than his whole body was. Uh, you saw, you saw what he did, right? Yeah, saw what he did, but come on, this is a deal. He doesn't know what the hell the kind of power he has. He's still powerful. I, I just thought it was funny. Like he posed more threat as just a head than he did when he actually fought. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also but, more angry when he got his head chopped off. That's for sure. Yeah. And even then, he 
he essentially got himself killed because he kept telling them how much he respects Jojo and not and to kill him quickly so he doesn't feel any pain. Essentially buying him time to come up with a plan to stop him. When yeah. he could have just ended him right there. But that was the flaw with both of them. Like they were both incredibly fond of each other because they grew up together, even what? though they had a general disdain for each other. An intense disdain, in fact. Yeah. They still had a profound respect. We got to remember he was going after uh, Jonathan's body. So he wanted that to ma- remain intact. So that's part of the reason why he wanted a quick death. So that way that he could take over and have as little damage to his quote unquote new body as possible. Also true. But yeah, no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Jojo's design. That makes me happy. I'm, yeah, I, really I, I, I had a feel. I had a feeling I would because I enjoyed it back in '93. Even though I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> <laughs> it was so goddamn weird. But you know, it was cool to see how it all began, where it all started from, rather than just Jotaro. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, so basically, my knowledge on JoJo's at this point is. Jonathan and Joseph. Um, I, I'm not really familiar with the uh, current iterations of JoJo's. Mm. However, this is probably going to lead me into watching more of the newer versions of it, getting caught up. I have two more episodes to go before uh, finishing the. Is first there a weekly? Season. Do you know a new season? Uh, there is a new one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, I'm tempted to add it to our one. weekly. So... We'd have no. to get caught up. Yeah, there's a lot I'm not talking like now, but in a month so, or so. You know, so pretty much, Ben, right now, uh, I believe season two is over. Yeah. Um, it's 65 episodes long, yeah. season two. Um, it's all subbed. You can watch it all subbed right now. On, I don't know if Crunchyroll has all the subs. Yeah, Crunchyroll has it. But... Um, the English dub of it is going on right now on Toonami. Like, they're yeah. airing it live. They're up to, I believe, twenty episode 26. So as of right now, you can't watch the second season dub until, I guess, Toonami's done. contract yeah. thing is done or whatever they have. So, But you can't watch the, the entire second season sub. It's all out. It is over, so I don't know okay. when season three is going to start or... Well, the most current one in Japan is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind, and they are on episode 20 of that right now. I think I just maybe just finished. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, anyway, we'll end the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, How about scores then? Yeah. Gary, out of 10. Uh, uh, 9.5 for me. Um, Klaus I'm going to give it a 9 I'm probably going to go with a 9 as well um, Tim I know it's your show and your love but still um, I don't know like just because of the the way the first epi- the first half of the season was paced um I'm kind of looking back on it in comparison to the second half. I think I'm going to sit with an 8.5. <gasps> the guy who loves it the most gives it the lowest score. Man. Wow. How do I breathe? 
But the average score in the room is nine. <laughs> still a nine. Yeah, still a nine. The average score is nine. That's a go watch it, I believe. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Everybody who's listening to this, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If you're looking to get away from your serious anime or harem anime or anything else, JoJo's is the show for you, man. Yeah, this if you is... want to watch a posing anime, go watch JoJo. Yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> is like the early animes of the before anime became popular. Yeah, that's what JoJo's is. So, Klaus, it's your chance to choose what we watch. Pick our poison. Oh boy, that's gonna be interesting. Please don't say second season of. <laughs> oh, oh, sword guy? <laughs> no sword guy. No sword guy. No, the, the anime that I'm going to choose is from Netflix. Um, it's between two of them. It depends on which one has not been watched by the most people. Um, first one I'm going to start with is Devilman Crybaby. Oh my god, I'm in. That sounds cool. <laughs> I haven't Have watched, watched it. it yet. I want to. I haven't. So okay, there we go. My my pick for you guys is Devilman Crybaby. Have you seen it, Gary? Uh, no. I've yes. seen the original Devilman. You are uh, in for a treat, still... guys. Whoa! Who's finds that? Speaking of in for a treat. That happens. That's the Devilman calling. <laughs> yes. Is he going to blow up your heart because back. it's not got good in it? Dragon Ball yep. reference. Is that a motherfucking JoJo reference? <laughs> uh... So, the, uh, the uh, synopsis of Devilman Crybaby... With demons reawakened and humanity in turmoil, a sensitive demon boy is led into a brutal degenerate war against evil by his, his mysterious friend, Ryo. I love that sentence, sensitive demon. Demon boy. Demons are sensitive creatures. They're, they've been hated since day one. Is that boy with an <laughs> eye? Yes. Boy! No. Boy! Just out of curiosity, what was the other animal? Uh, the other one, and I'll, well, actually, I'm going to save that one, I think. Okay. Okay. Okay, so... I, I've talked you, about uh, it in the past, but, um, yeah. As you're talking, Klaus, have you got any shout-outs? Oh, of course I want to shout you guys out for having me on again. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. It's always good to talk anime with you all. Uh, shout-out to Anime Detour, coming up in the, um, end, uh, March, uh, March 29th through 31st in Minneapolis. If you're going to be there, uh, stop in, say hi to me. I'm actually running a, uh, so you want to be a podcaster panel. So that, that could be interesting. Um, shout out to everybody listening out on the podcast. Uh, thank you for, uh, joining us and enjoying my God voice. Or maybe that's yes. just scary. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't just scary. <laughs> and if you want to hear more of that, uh, you can check out our other podcast, Phoenix Down Radio, at www.phoenixdownradio.com. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter at phxdn underscore klauss. Nice. Um, does, does this does this devil man have as much sex as the original? I don't know. I never watched the original, to be honest with you. Okay. Gary, you got any um, <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh yeah! Shout out to you guys. Um, He's got his priorities figured out. Yep, yep. As always, uh, shout out to Alfonso. Uh, shout out to Chris. Miss you both very, very much. Hope you guys can come back very soon to these podcasts. Uh, yeah, you can reach me at. Oh yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G A G L A U H, or anything else that might have, you know, social media aspect. Uh, Tim. 
Uh, fans, of course, like you, it's always going to leave with you because you're the reason we keep doing this. You guys are great. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, please do watch JoJo's because mm, even if you end up not loving it or liking it, uh, it's still a big part of the anime culture. You'll know what's going. You'll know if it's a JoJo reference or not. Yeah. That's the important thing. And I'm Pretty much gonna... everything. Everything is a JoJo's. Tim. Even that. Yeah. How how can they contact you? Um. You can go anywhere, basically, and type in T-I-M-B-E-R-E-L-L-I, Timberelli, and find me. Okay, now um. I'm going to end this podcast with two disappointment pulls on Dokkan Battle. Let's see how we go. Oh, oh my no. God, man. We're summoning. <laughs> We're doing this. We're going into the summon screen. Come on, now loading. Everyone's going to get the shaft live. Let's see. Listen to me get shafted live on air. Wait, uh, you're downloading? Loading. No, loading. Oh! It's Vegeta, but there's no Vegeta, and it's SS1. Oh, oh all the shafts. Oh, I pulled better on shitty looking. Well, I just pulled yep. three SR Vegetas. Four SRs. Oh, look at all these SRs. Yes. Oh, give me all the shafting live. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, SS, SS, oh, physical Goku, oh, let me do Oh, my... that's the best card ever. Let me do my free summon, oh, oh, all the, all the summons. It's this Yamcha. stings. This stings. Oh, 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 oh. I'm very uncomfortable Shout right out to now. Vegeta, Krillin, you know, the best combo. Oh shit, they fused. <gasps> Vegeta. Man, will I get some extra... Spice from my disappointment shafting. Extra spice. <laughs> Here comes Super Saiyan 3 Jody Goku. Hey, I don't have him really yet, so. Uh, oh, Jacko, you'll bring me luck. Oh, Vegeta again, you'll bring me luck. Oh, oh, fuck yes! SS4 Gogeta, I'll take that. <laughs> what? You got one final? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, at last! I was like, oh yeah, Vegeta, Vegeta. <laughs> oh, fucking Gogeta, what? What? <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Uh. Hashtag chili hats. Ah, finally. And physical great sale. Yeah, that'll do. Oh, who gives a shit? I got your baby. You know, <laughs> oh, boy. that's awesome. Congrats, dude. And that's how we had this week's podcast. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> With Ben's orgasm. <laughs> For context, Ben has been trying to get this Gogeta for like a year and a half. Six, seven months, maybe longer. Two <laughs> yeah, years. A year and a half. Two years, like, Jesus. And it's been I'm eighty-four spent. years. And now he finally. Had, good job, man. Not to farm his Bye. Worth it.